the System Save Me podcast shares how business owners navigate their way to success through processes, systems, and routines. Your host, Jordan Gill, is behind the scenes of top business owners who travel the world while earning six and seven figures a year. There's a method to the madness. It's called systems. So let's get down to business. Welcome to episode number 90, where we're going to be talking all about how to determine if you're in the right mastermind group. I'm excited to share this interview with y'all because this business owner might, might be sassier than me. Now, if this is your first time here, welcome. If you're a regular, fantastic. Either way, we'd love it if you left us a review on iTunes as we love hearing from our listeners. And if you don't want to miss out on the next episodes, be sure to subscribe or go to systemsamey.com for show notes and freebies. Now let's hear a word from our sponsor this month. Y'all know that extreme focus is the secret sauce to my business. And this month I'm sharing one of the ways I'm able to shut out all distractions without sacrificing cuteness. My studio headphones. Before I would just blast Nora Jones, but then I got a new roommate, my sister, who didn't really appreciate that. So Studio came to my rescue and sent me their gorgeous Regent headphones. I recently took them on a trip to Detroit where I was able to avoid the snoring man in 9A. Thank goodness. They are Bluetooth along with an auxiliary cord, meaning I can connect them to my iPhone, iPad, or whatever other device I have on me. And I was able to get a discount for you, my audience. So go to systemsaveme.com slash studio, S-U-D-I-O, and input the promo code SYSTEMS15 to get 15% off your very own pair. Onward to a more focused year. Let's get ready to hear from our guest. Hey, Sarah, how are you doing today? I'm awesome. How are you? I'm doing very, very well. I'm very excited about our topic because the word mastermind is such a buzzword. It's, you know, fancy, fancy people talking about it all over the place. And I really like the way that you approach it. And so I'm excited to have you on to kind of dispel a little bit about what mastermind groups are, but then also talk about the power of them. So, but before we get into all that, I want my people to know who you are and uh, what your business is. Awesome. Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me on. I love chatting with you about this stuff. So yeah, I'm Sarah Christensen from Kick-Ass Masterminds, and I have owned five different businesses over the course of, I used to say more than 20 years, but now I can say 25 years. But I'm an, I'm an old, crusty entrepreneur. I've had all sorts of different businesses. And uh, this business really came out of the fact that I've been involved in masterminds and I've been managing them in real life for many years, almost eight years. No. And being involved in the online space, I really saw a huge need for people, especially entrepreneurs who have like got it going on, whose businesses are up and running to be able to help and support each other, get to that next level. Instead of thinking we need to take the next course or join the next membership or learn the next thing. Mm-hmm. It's really about implementing what you already know and uh, having people hold you accountable and support you to do that. Yeah. Amen. Amen to all of that. So we're going to be talking about mastermind groups and how to determine if it's the right mastermind group for you, which is really amazing because people don't think about how to qualify or what criteria it is that they're looking for in a mastermind group. So kind of describe um, yourself or your clients, I guess, businesses before they are looking for a mastermind group. And and what their business might look like. And then we'll kind of get into then why mastermind groups end up being a great fit. 
Okay, awesome. So the people I think who can benefit most from a mastermind, sort of pre-mastermind, are those people who, again, have taken courses, have read the business books, who need to implement all of the things that they've learned, take that to the next level, and have people around them that can help them with supporting them, holding them accountable. And a big thing is, quite frankly, introductions and access to other people. So, you know, you and I have met each other at different events and we've connected and through each other, we probably have access to a whole lot of people that could, you know, we could be guests on their podcast or you could do a JV with or whatever it might be. And I think that a lot of times in this online space, we forget that relationships and connection with other human beings is really like the X factor that can help our businesses in ways that are even way more powerful than taking like, you know, a copywriting course or whatever it might be. Right, exactly. It is funny how people forget about relationships in this online world. You just think it's me and my computer, it's me and my laptop just going at it. And I mean, connection is one of my three core values of my business. And my business would not be where it is today at all if I did not connect with other people and have relationships and collaborations and all that stuff. Because for me, anyway, I don't like doing business by myself. I've never been somebody that's like that. So, so I understand the power of connection and relationships and especially masterminds as well. I've been in a few. So then what finally drives people to mastermind group? So maybe they've tried other things and they haven't worked. Like how do people get from, okay, I'm struggling and you know, I don't know what that X factor is to then knowing that a mastermind group is right for them. Well, I think that's a challenge because Mm -hmm. there's not right now a graceful, efficient way to find the best mastermind for you. So I think a lot of times people will get to the point where they're like, oh, I need some people around me to help me. Or I just love somebody to look at the sales page or, you know, Mm -hmm. talk me off the ledge when I want to quit. It's Uh almost like they get so frustrated and then they see other people that are in masterminds or they see, you know, in this online space, we have people who are selling $60,000 a year masterminds and communicating across their gigantic platform. So people are seeing that, right? They're aware that it's out there. And I think that it, the awareness allows people to think like, that looks really cool. That could be for me. But again, there's no efficient way to find the right mastermind. I'm hoping to change that. Yes, absolutely. Because I think it's also, you know, just who you hear it from first that people just hear, oh, mastermind, I must have this one because you haven't heard about it before. So then you get in and whether you have a good experience or not, you know, that's whatever, but it really just is like first to market or first to whatever around, you know, cause I don't, I'm trying to even think of when I, you know, I've been in online industry for four years and I was on somebody's team for two of those years. I knew that she was in masterminds and it was a very different um, perspective in the sense that no one was the head of it. No one, you know, was paying any sort of money exchange to anyone else. It was just, these six people meeting quarterly in different locations and they would each share what's going on in the business hot seat. And then all I remember is her coming back to us as a team and saying, this is what we talked about. Like, what are you thinking? Here's what I've learned from somebody else's launch. Like how can we implement this into what it is that we're going to do? So that was always my interpretation of mastermind. So then when all of this other stuff started happening, I got, stuff kind of gets muddled a little bit and not that there's right, wrong or indifferent. It just whatever feels best for you and finding the right one, which is exactly what we're going to talk about is really what's key and what's right for somebody else may not be right for you and vice versa. And that's okay. 110%. So kind of start to walk us through the steps on how we can find the right mastermind group for us and what we should use as 
the criteria to find the best one. Yep, exactly. So the first thing is figuring out from yourself. So questions to ask yourself is like, what do I want to get out of a mastermind? And what are you trying to solve for? Are you looking for connection, community, introductions, um, you know, information, whatever it might be? What are you trying to solve for? And really making sure that that is a mastermind can solve for that. Because there are some situations where courses or memberships or coaching or group coaching might be a better fit. So I always ask people like, what do you want to get out of the mastermind? And then, and also, what would your perfect mastermind look like? So if you can start with scoping mm-hmm. out those two things, then you can start essentially interviewing mastermind groups and types of masterminds to see how well it fits in with what you want. But I always encourage people to start with, what are you solving for? So what do you want to get out of a mastermind? And then what would that perfect mastermind look like to you? Mm. So then when you're thinking about perfect mastermind and, and whatever else, especially if you have no idea what that even entails, how do you start to piece that together? Is it, I want to meet with somebody monthly or, you know, a group monthly or quarterly, or is it, you know, I want to meet in person versus virtual? Like what are some of the things when you're painting that picture that can help kind of put it all together? That's a good question. And so in-person versus virtual, and and maybe not even versus, but what the mix is of that. And and one of our beliefs is that you have to connect with people in person at least once to deepen that relationship. And I see my role in this company really as creating systems that can create and build trust between people. Because that's really the magic of a mastermind is connecting with people in a way that you trust each other deeply because that's where the magic is at. The surface level like networking type of relationships are all well and good, but you can't get into the, you know, the juicy meaty stuff that where you can actually change your business, right? The the relationships where you can like have an ugly cry in front of somebody (laughs) or like deliver some advice or some suggestions that might not be the thing that they want to hear, like tough love kind of thing. So really that it's figuring out what the mix is of in-person versus virtual. And and the in-person thing I do believe is a really important part just to build that trust. So there's that component. Mm-hmm. There's also what kind of people you want to be with. So mm. there are some mastermind groups where people are, have, are in very similar industries. Like we're building mm. a group right now of people who have local, like real local type businesses, but they mm. do the same kind of business across the United States, like wedding planners. So right figuring out if you want to be with people who are in similar industries than you, or you want kind of all, you know, diversity a lot. what I'm finding is a lot of online entrepreneurs, online experts want to be with other online experts, but in different types of industries, then they can have a similar type of conversation about funnels or Facebook ads or whatever it might be, but they're not competitive. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And the other really important thing to think about is just what kind of people do you want to be with? Because there are some people that vibe really well together and there are some people that don't work well together. So I think even just reflecting on like, who do I work best with? Because Mm -hmm. one of the most important things, and we'll talk about this a little bit more, but is the chemistry of the group. So you have to figure out what kind of group chemistry do I do best in and can help me most with what I'm trying to accomplish. Yeah. So that's more mindset or lifestyle when like you're thinking of chemistry, those are kind of things that I'm thinking of, of just, you know, I... For example, I'm like very, I like to volunteer my time to different charities and all that sort of stuff. And so I don't really want to be in a group where people are just buying yachts for fun. Like that just would be annoying to me. So it's like those sorts of things that are lifestyle or mindset even that would make a difference. 
Exactly. That's exactly right. Or even things like, do you want to be with, if you're a, a mommy entrepreneur, do you want to be with all other mommies? You know, it's, it's yeah. like the kind of people that you want to vibe with and that are, mm-hmm. are similar to you. And there's careful, delicate mix in each group that works in terms of sameness and diversity. So you don't mm-hmm. want to be with people who are all exactly the same because you want right. different opinions and whatnot, but the lifestyle and the kind of people that you work well with and that you mm-hmm. jive the best with is really important. Oh, totally. So after you kind of figure out who you want to be in the group and whatnot, then what kind of comes after that? So then it's um, figuring out what type of group you want to be in and trying to find those types of groups. So there's really three main types of groups of masterminds. One is a DIY group where usually it comes out of like a Facebook group where someone's like, hey, let's start a mastermind. <laughs> and they have, they have good intentions of, you know, starting one, but it's in there and then they're, you know, pulling people into the group. There are a lot of coach led masterminds that are really group coaching, but they call them masterminds. And, and those are good for certain kinds of things. And then there's um, the kind of masterminds that we run that are peer masterminds, but they're managed by by a third party, which is us. So we handle all of the logistics and the details and the planning and all of those kinds of things. Because the reality is you want to be focused on your business. You don't want to be focused on managing a mastermind. And depending upon the mastermind and how in-depth it is, involved it is, it can be a lot of work, especially if you're traveling to meet each other in person. And I mean, you don't think about it, but just like the little things like, can you send me the notes or I'm going to be late or all of that kind of stuff. So there's really those three different kinds of masterminds. And Mm -hmm. like I said at the beginning, there's no efficient process to find, you know, to find that. Mm -hmm. Um, The DIY ones, and I'm sure you've seen this too, Jordan, it's, you know, pops up in a Facebook group. Hey, let's start a mastermind, right? (laughs) Right. It's like, I don't even know you. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, those, those are tend to be easy to find because you can search in Facebook groups or, you know, if you're motivated, you can certainly start your own. The Mm -hmm. coach led masterminds, I always tell people if they feel like they need a certain type of learning or a certain structure Mm -hmm. that a coach has, and they love that coach, that coach is probably the mastermind with that coach is probably a really good fit for them. But if people are truly looking for a peer kind of situation where there's not just one type of learning or one path that the group would go down and nobody wants to handle the logistics and they, they want to be very purposeful and mindful about who's in the group to look for masterminds like we manage, which are peer led, but they are managed. So, it, you know, again, it's figuring out what you want, what type of mastermind you want to be in, and then really going out there and doing the research to find options and then asking the right questions. Yeah. I love that. And it's, it is good to see the differences of, you know, the random Facebook stuff or the coach led and then the peer led with the managed. And I've yeah been in a mastermind, I guess in a year and a half, like basically the entire stint of my business where it's been peer led. And thankfully we're pretty chill people. We've met twice in person. So once a year and it's worked out pretty well. Um, but you know, the management side of it is part of it and, you know, taking the notes and making sure that everybody is on the same page and we meet the exact same time every month. So it's no surprise and everybody has it on their calendar, which is good. But the management side is something to definitely take into consideration, especially if you're in a group of a bunch of visionaries and yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, let's all, let's all show up. It's like, oh my gosh. So I love that. So then anything else um, that you should kind of look into when 
determining mastermind groups that are good for you. The next step then would be the questions to ask. So if you Mm -hmm. find a mastermind group that feels like it's good to you or someone's starting one in a Facebook group or whatever, it's about asking the right questions. And there are two factors that make mastermind groups successful or not. One is the right matching of the group. So the actual people and the chemistry of the group together. And the other is the, how the group works together and what that looks like. So asking questions on both of those kind of fronts, like, you know, what factors or what factors do you look at to match the group together? What kind of people can I expect to be matched with? And really getting into like, who am I going to be with? Because that really is a huge part of the success. And you're lucky that you've been in a mastermind for a significant period of time with people that it sounds like you really like and that it is a good match with them, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's totally, totally lucky. And I just got pulled into it randomly. Um, (laughs) So I was like one of the last, I think probably the whatever there's six of us so I think I was like the sixth person being pulled in and so but it was very every you know there basically were two people that invited three people that they thought would be good matches and so it was curated ish um started with two girls um and so I just got pulled in from one of them which ended up working out really well and so but I've also paid for masterminds and a coach perspective and and have gotten value from that as well and you know like so it's just, again it's why are you wanting to join the mastermind group. What is the value? What is it that you are looking to get out of it and making sure that the type of mastermind really fits what it is that you're trying to accomplish. So That's I love that you true. brought that up. So are there any other questions that are pretty crucial? Cause the biggest thing I feel like is when you are joining a mastermind group and wanting to know the people, obviously the curation process happens mm-hmm. and then you still need to actually have these people get together and see if it's a good fit. Like you can feel like it's going to be a good fit and then having it in action. Is there a question you should ask around, you know, if it's not a good fit for me, you know, am I either going to be rematched or am I going to pull out? Like what is the exit strategy, I guess? Exactly. And I would ask that up front. Like, what if I don't jive well with the group? I would not join a mastermind unless you can meet the people that are in the group before you commit to that. So we always have that be part of our process that we have it. We do all of our work behind the scenes. We have an algorithm that's very scientifically based on how we match people together. But then we also do interviews and we hand match them as well as use the, you know, the nerdy stuff. Yeah. Um, but once people, once we have a group, you know, I, I would never, ever recommend anyone commit to it without meeting the whole entire group. So we want everyone to meet and be like, yeah, this is going to be a good fit. And I really feel like, you know, we can right. drive well together, but you also want to know, like in six months, if it's not working out, what does that look like? There needs to be some sort of, again, rematching or ability to pull the plug on that because you also in the first meeting with people, mm-hmm. you, you know dip people differently than when you've been with them for four or six months. Like the relationship deepens and sometimes you can't tell if it's not going to not gonna be a good fit. Like I can think mm-hmm. of masterminds I've been in um, in real life. We brought a new person in thinking that they would be a great fit. And then after like three or four months, we're feeling like, ooh, it's not a good fit. And they're feeling it too. And they've, right. you know, they've, they've moved on right. with no hard feelings because up front, if you're honest about it and everyone's like, it's gotta be a good fit. It's gotta drive for everybody that's in the group. And it right. doesn't mean anyone's a bad person. It's just like, this isn't the right fit. And it's sort of like dating, right? It doesn't mean that totally. people you don't want to go on a second date with aren't good people, but like they're right. not your people. Right. Exactly. Oh, it's yeah. totally dating. What isn't dating? My goodness. I feel like it's, <laughs> <laughs> everything, the analogy is dating. Um, <laughs> 
Well, it's funny, funny that this comes up because when I was thinking about starting this business, I did a very, very deep dive on the dating industry and the matchmaking yeah. industry because yeah. I knew that this relationship piece was going to be a huge part of the success of the groups or not. I knew that that needed to be critical to what we were doing. And it is so interesting how much business relationships and mm-hmm. it's like fall in line with personal and love relationships. But if you think about it, it's any kind of relationship and we're all oh, fooling yes. ourselves if we don't believe that at the end of the day, it all comes down to the relationships that we have. Yeah. A hundred percent. So then once you ask the questions and it's basically just decision time, I'm guessing. Yep. So then it's, you know, figuring out again, if it, if it works well with what you're trying to accomplish with those first questions that you ask. And I would also encourage people to say, to ask what's the commitment length of the group? Like how long are we going to be together? How often do we meet? What does that look like? How do we help each other outside of the meetings? Do we get together in person? So I would get very nitty gritty on both the people aspect of it and then the logistics aspect of it because Hmm. both of those things combined together really do make the group work or not work. And again, there's no right or wrong here. It's a, it's a matter of fit, which is why I always tell people start with what you want, like start with the perfect case scenario and try and find a mastermind that fits that as closely as possible. Yeah, no. So, so true. I love that. All right. So I'm going to move into the final few questions. Uh, So what was your best financial investment in business? My best business investment has always been personal development for me because the better I am as a person, I can execute in my business even better. So I invest a lot in personal development kind of stuff and not traditional. I mean, I've done the Tony Robbins events, right? And you read the personal development books and stuff, but I just, I really know that when I am taking care of myself, I can show up in my business so much better, even down to like exercising and eating well and going on vacations and having a good relationship and all of those kinds of things. So the better person that I am, the better leader I am in my business. I totally, totally agree with that. And I had it, what was it? 2015. I didn't have my own business at the time, but I vowed to have a massage every other week. And if that meant I ate soup at the end of the month because of spending money that's what was going to happen. And I did it for an entire year, not skipping one single session. And I swear I was like the happiest, most blissful person. And I'm like, (laughs) that's amazing. Right. I should probably bring that back. But yeah, so I agree. Like taking care of yourself, personal development, self-care, all that stuff is is huge. So then what was your worst financial investment in business? I think it has probably been over the course of many of my businesses. I think it's been hiring the wrong people. Mm. because I can think of many situations where I didn't hire the right people and it was so expensive in the long run and I've gotten a lot better at it. But still, I mean, humans are humans and this is not a perfect, there's no perfect hiring process or system, Um, but they can be expensive mistakes, man. Yeah. Hiring is definitely one of the more expensive mistakes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That is for sure. Well, I know that people have taken many nuggets um, from this and because it's on people's minds all the time, you see it everywhere. I really hope that people take this into consideration, put together your personal criteria for a perfect mastermind group um, and really use that to then move forward with hopefully the right group because masterminds are amazing. So Sarah, where can people find you online? Uh, Website, if you have Facebook, social media, all that good stuff. We are everywhere at Kick-Ass Masterminds. 
So our website's kickassmasterminds.com and all the socials, kickassmasterminds. Yeah, make it easy. I know. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) It's lucky that you got like all of the handles for that. I feel like sometimes it can be really tricky where someone randomly takes your name on Instagram or Twitter or something. You're like, so. It's so true. It's so true. And I'm all about, well, along with you, systems and simplicity. I just want things to be easy and systematic. So that was important when we were choosing the business name. Yeah, exactly. So, well, thank you so much, Sarah, for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Systems Save Me. If you want to get the links to anything we talked about, go to systemsaveme.com. Have a wonderful week and I'll see you on the next episode.